Welcome to this week's Wireless Noodle. In this episode, I want to focus on one new interesting area of research for us. That is forecasting the artificial intelligence market. Something about which we have a unique perspective. Back to the more core stuff for us, I'll also look at 5G Redcap, a new variant on 5G aimed specifically addressing the needs of IoT. Is it any good? Will it find a niche? And finally, I look at some forecasts the team at Transformer Insights has completed recently on the smart metering market. My name is Matt Hatton. This is The Wireless Noodle, your weekly guide to the impact of disruptive new technologies on business. Artificial intelligence and all its subcomponents is one of the most intriguing and potentially transformational of the currently emerging technology areas that we track at Transform Insights. Earlier in the year, we unveiled our forecast for how we see the trajectory of deployments, including which device types will be deployed on, which will be the dominant use cases and which countries and vertical sectors will see the greatest use of AI. Firstly, a note about what we're forecasting. When we look at AI market growth, we look at the number of instances of AI that will be deployed. Instances are the best ways to understand the market growth because they paint a true picture of the importance of each use type and how they're being deployed. Measuring revenue is painful. Does revenue measure the spending by companies on AI? Or the cost savings associated with it, as most AI is aimed at doing the same things cheaper? Or the total revenue associated with use cases that make use of some form of AI, even if it's only a small part of the implementation? Using revenue as a metric doesn't really reflect how and where AI is really used. We analysed dozens of different use cases across all vertical sectors in every country. Based on that analysis, we believe that there are currently 1.8 billion instances of AI deployed globally. By 2030, we expect this to grow to 21 billion, a more than tenfold growth. Of those 21 billion AI instances in 2030, around 99% will be deployed on Internet of Things devices, a figure that doesn't change much across the forecast period. The other device types, cloud, handsets, tablets, PCs, and edge computing nodes, will account collectively for just 1%. But we shouldn't necessarily equate that with value. Those AI instances deployed in non-IoT devices may be individually way more impactful. For instance, a chatbot deployment in the cloud may serve millions of unique users. Contrast that with the AI deployed in an autonomous vehicle, which will be predominantly relevant only to the vehicle upon which it's deployed. Although it will also be very relevant to other nearby vehicles. Consumer products will account for the vast majority of IoT AI instances. AV equipment, such as smart TVs, is the single biggest use case, along with connected cars and personal electronics. Other big ones are those related to security and public safety, including significant adoption in CCTV for the purposes of behaviour analysis and identifying public safety threats. Many IoT devices, including autonomous vehicles, AR VR devices and delivery robots will all require some form of AI. As IoT use cases grow, so will the requirement for AI. The Transformer Insights analysis also includes equally granular assessment of each of the other device types. For instance, cloud deployments will tend to focus on enterprise-wide requirements dominated by two main use cases. Firstly, those related to IT security, such as identifying hacking attempts and phishing. Second, those associated with business efficiency, such as robotic process automation, 
workflow optimization, and other business processes. Our numbers are built on a country by country basis, meaning that we're able to identify which countries will see the greatest adoption. China and the US will lead the way, collectively accounting for 54% of all AI instances. This means that those two countries are even over-indexing relative to their shares of the global economy. Moving on, 5G red cap. There's been a lot of talk about how 5G can be used for IoT. In fact, a lot of vendors have tried to set up 5G as the key use case for it. But as we've seen with our forecast, true high bandwidth, low latency 5G is only really useful for a few use cases and volumes aren't great. What we're expecting bigger things of is MBIoT and LTM, neither of which is really a 5G technology, but both of which have been dragged kicking and screaming into the standard. But recently, a new variant of 5G proper has cropped up in the form of 5G REDCap, which is intended to be a low power variant of 5G new radio. But we're skeptical at the moment. As a bit of background, the latest iteration of the 3GPP standards for mobile communications, release 17, includes a new variant of 5G aimed specifically at IoT. It's defined as 5G Reduced Capability NR, or 5G REDCap for short or sometimes it's called NR Lite. It's an interesting evolution to try to create a lower complexity 5G new radio device with the intent of doing for 5G NR what LTEM and MBIOT did for LTE, or something similar. However, with this iteration, and likely for at least a decade to come, it's highly unlikely to have a significant impact on the connectivity technology market landscape. In July 2022, we at Transformer Insights published a report entitled what is 5G REDCap and how does it fit into the portfolio of cellular IoT connectivity technologies? Snappy title. Which explained exactly why. 5G REDCap promises to be the 5G new radio equivalent of the MMTT technologies MBIoT and LTEM, delivering on three aims. The first was to reduce the complexity of the devices and therefore the cost. At hundreds of dollars per module, 5G is completely out of the reach of all but a very few IoT use cases. That compares to typically $10 to $40 for LTE devices, depending on the category, and around $5 for MBIoT. 5G Redcap has been somewhat successful here, recording a price reduction of perhaps 80%. The second aim was to reduce power consumption. To fill a useful niche, Redcap needs to be capable of running on a battery. Reports are that the power savings of over 90% are possible, relative to 5G. The third aim was to maintain data speeds of at least those of LTE Cat 1. With speeds of 85 megabits per second, it comfortably does that. So it meets its own criteria to an extent, but none of these capabilities really opens up a significant part of the market. What's noticeable for anyone looking closely at IoT use cases, as we do in our highly granular IoT forecast, is that IoT applications bifurcate with some requiring high data rates, e.g. CCTV or connected car, and the remainder, accounting for the vast majority of use cases, needing low cost and often battery power. To put it into the terminology of 5G, IoT applications either need EMBB, Enhanced Mobile Broadband, or MMTC, Massive Machine Type Communications, but rarely both. And today, almost nothing demands the third leg of the 5G stool, the ultra-reliable low-latency communication. Certainly, 
not large-scale mass marching applications. So while there is clear blue water between the capabilities of 5G RedCap and other technologies, that doesn't necessarily mean there's a big opportunity there. The question is, is there demand for a mid-range technology? Our analysis suggests not. 5G RedCap falls between two stools, to use the term, with middling capabilities that are not optimised for anything. Furthermore, it's worth noting that 5G RedCap's main challenger is LTE Cat 4, which is both faster and cheaper, albeit the RedCap supports lower latency and a greater set of frequency bands. But faster and cheaper trumps both of those capabilities by a long way. And on the question of costs, it falls short of MBIoT and LTEM by an order of magnitude. There is a logic to adding a lower complexity variant of 5G new radio at a more cost-effective price point with lower power consumption and superior bandwidth and latency. Ultimately, and we're talking more than 10 years, there will be a need to support low power devices on 5G new radio RAN. But for the next decade, battery-powered cellular IoT will be dominated by MBIoT and LTEM. We should note, also, that Release 18 promises some further refinements, but they'll need to be very significant to come close to the existing MMTC technologies. We expect something rather more incremental. We're all only too keenly aware that the war in Ukraine is having a big knock-on effect on considerations of energy supply and security. Last year, 40% of the gas Europeans burnt came from Russia. The war has boosted already high prices of oil and gas globally, and several countries have further reduced gas imports from Russia. It's been felt perhaps most in the EU, where governments have sought to reduce consumption and shift buying away from Russia. For the last decade or more, governments in Europe have tried to reduce fuel consumption through influencing behaviour, this includes various fiscal measures like reducing taxes on energy efficient heating systems and building insulation and more efficient appliances and products. The use of smart electricity meters also plays a key role. The feedback from smart meters on energy consumption should prompt investments by consumers in more energy efficient technologies like low energy refrigerators or freezers, as well as encouraging good behaviour like switching off or reprogramming appliances. The other aspect of reducing energy dependence is by diversifying to renewable sources. This is particularly the case in countries that have opted to end their nuclear power programs, such as Germany. The use of renewable energy sources for electricity drives the need for load balancing, as the supply is often highly variable. Spikes in demand typically need to be addressed using the most polluting of generating facilities, typically coal-fired power stations, or even diesel generators. Smoothing out demand so that there are fewer, less pronounced peaks will mean less use of the most polluting energy sources. Using smart metering to monitor and even control appliances in consumer settings and influence behaviour patterns in industry are critical. Another example where smart meters are useful in load balancing relates to electric vehicle charging. Equipped with an auxiliary load control switch, meters can send on and off commands across the home area network, potentially allowing the electricity supplier to schedule the time for EV charging or even draw down the battery at peak time. This in turn helps users avoid car charging at peak time. Back in July, Transform Insights published our report on electricity smart metering. The report examines the reasons for the increase in installations, along with detailed assessment of the progress of rollouts and the various communications technologies used across major geographies for these meters. In total, there will be a whopping 2.2 billion electricity smart meters deployed by 2030 up from 814 million in 2020. 
2020. The transition from traditional electricity meters to smart meters is one of the biggest IoT initiatives worldwide. The arrival of new connectivity technologies will help to accelerate rollouts, as illustrated by the fact that the dominant connectivity technologies will be the low power wide area ones, both non-MMTC and 5G MMTC. Both of those are relatively new technology families. Although it has to be said that this iteration of 5G RevCap is probably not going to be accounting for many of them. Just a reminder, if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd be obliged if you could leave a review. It would be much appreciated. A quick plug now for the events we'll be adding in the next few months. If you'll be at Industry of Things World in Berlin, IoT Tech Expo in Amsterdam, the Things Conference in Amsterdam, Mobile World Congress in Las Vegas, or IoT Tech Expo in Santa Clara, let me know all of those in September and October. A link to our events page where we'll be speaking is posted on the wirelessnoodle.com page. Next week, I'll be talking connected cars, cloud connectors, and IoT safe. I hope you can join me. Links to some of the research that I've been referring to in this week's show, as well as the transcript of the recording, will be available on the podcast website at wirelessnoodle.com. Thank you for joining me. I've been Matt Hatton, and you've been listening to The Wireless Noodle. Thank you for listening to The Wireless Noodle. If you'd like to learn more about the research that I do on IoT, AI, and more, you can follow me on Twitter at Matty Hatton, and you can check out transformerinsights.com, that's transformer with an A, 